Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Dr. Bingo Fairmont's Management Minute. Dr. Fairmont is at Epcot Center today. He's eating all the French food that he can get a hold of over there. Wow. Dr. Russell Clayton and Dr. Adam Shoemaker here to represent his interests. We're coming to you from the St. Leo University Donald R. Tapia School of Business Studio. So, Russell, I wish I was with Dr. Fairmont at Epcot. Me too. I love Epcot. That's got to be one of my favorite uh, theme parks. And it's right? really, you know, that's the park for moms and dads, but there's something for kids too. So sure. I kind of like that. And there's lots of food. And, you know, oh, I like yeah. That. So what's what's your favorite theme park and why? You know, this is not going to be very surprising because you know me, um, but I'm going to have to say the Magic Kingdom. The Magic at Kingdom. At Disney World Resort. He loves the magic. I love the magic. You know, for two reasons. One, it's nostalgic. My parents, you know, they started taking me and my sister um Obviously, my sister's older than me, so before she, uh, before I was even born, they took her. They started taking me when I, you know, right out of the womb, um, <laughs> you know, and they took us all the time. We loved it. It's so nostalgic. And the second reason is I love to see my daughter's faces light up when we go there. That's you nice. know, so I think there's there's a lot of nostalgia built in to the Magic Kingdom. We don't get to do a whole lot of roller coasters. We're doing It's a Small World and Peter Pan. Those are always um, fun. They yeah. are fun. And I it's you know, I, I enjoy seeing my my girls just, you know, have a great time, just like I did when I was little. What about I'm you? You. Uh, you know what I would say Magic Kingdom is fun and I can see why you like it and I feel the same way. My kids love it still. Uh, but they're getting older now and they're right. getting more into into Epcot. And okay. so that's a fun place just because it's, you must feel like you're secretly learning something while mm, you're there. You're I know, they're sneaky on the fun about rides. that. Yeah, but you're still learning something and, and it's it's very hands-on and you got the the um, the uh, World Showcase, right? So right. I love that. Like I said, Dr. Fairmont's over there. I guess the Food Wine Festival's going yep. on right yep. now in October. Oh man, what a good time that is. What a good time. Yes. Well, today I wanted us to spend just a couple of minutes talking about this idea of recruiting, which I know you talk about a lot in your classes. Absolutely. Uh, and I certainly talk about it in my classes as well. It's an important function of human resources. Uh, any human resource department has to recruit. That's, That's part true. of it. That's true. There was an interesting piece that came out in Workforce Magazine not too long ago where Samuel Greengard said that in HR, we need to recruit like a marketer. So recruit like a marketer, you mean you want to attract employees to your brand just or, or potential employees just like you attract potential customers to your brand. Right. So in marketing, there's this uh, you know concept that, that we've all heard in, in business school called market share. Mm-hmm. All right. He's talking about mind share, uh, which I think is just another way of saying top of mind, top of mind awareness. So this is going to be the company that you think of. Right. Your Apple, your Google, your Southwest, where this is a great place to work. The employees like it. They give them good benefits, things like that. You got it. So, And I think this is particularly appropriate for those knowledge workers. Now, we were talking about this before we started the show today. Right. And I I said, well, everybody really should should be looking at this, right? Because even if we're talking entry-level workers, even if we're talking – your Walmart, you know, right. your cashier, your your McDonald's, they still need to attract uh, potential candidates and say, hey, this is a great place to work. Maybe despite what you've heard, there's right. some good things about working here and sure. here's why, and attract those people. So why is it different for this, maybe this higher level, this knowledge worker? 
that we're looking at. Right. So I think one way to look at this is, you know, you mentioned the Walmarts and the McDonald's of, of the world. Um, and you mentioned, you know, despite what you may have heard, I think that's a great point because <laughs> we've, we've all heard, uh, you know, stories, whether they're anecdotes, whether they're urban legends, I don't know, of, you know, bad working environments at places like that. Right. Um, and, and the fact remains is that, uh, you know, McDonald's, for instance, has a high, extremely high turnover rate. Mm-hmm. That's true, but the industry does too. Right, fast food industry. Uh, so places like that maybe need to do a better job of marketing to overcome the stereotype okay. or the perception. Whereas, you know, the knowledge economy, the knowledge workers, say for your top accounting firms, your top IT firms, um, industries like that, that where the recruiting is fierce for, say, the top third or the top 25% of the workforce. Okay. Uh, what Green Guard is arguing is to occupy mindshare, top of mind awareness, so that the employees, when they're ready to make that move, because we know that a lot of people, a lot of workers these days are jumping around seeking uh, better positions better benefits, more pay. We don't stay in one place for too terribly long. That's true. When they get ready to move, they want to make sure, the HR department wants to make sure that their organization is top of mind. So we're talking about the employees who who are just real high performers, maybe even high-level employees right. who, who have the option to almost go anywhere they want. And if they're dissatisfied with where they are in their own organization, they're going to look around, and you want to be the first company that they think of when it's time to make that change. So how do you do that? How do you create that mind share? Sure. There's, you know, there's some things that we can do. Certainly there's you know, LinkedIn and there's job boards. There's uh, the, the websites that people can go to find jobs. There's the internal HR website where people can go to find jobs. But what GreenGuard was arguing is to go beyond that, to make sure that the candidates that are out there are, as he said, that they're warm. They're warm on your company until they're ready to make that move. And I think what Dr. Fairmont might say in terms of how to do this is, one, he would say, be very intentional about how you shape your brand image and your brand message. And by that, I think what Fairmont would say is go beyond just LinkedIn, go beyond just having a job board, create content, create an ebook, maybe create videos or blog posts, host a live chat for people who are even considering working for company XYZ, have a live chat, a video conference, a social media chat where they can jump on, find out more information, ask questions, have that quasi one-to-one conversation versus just looking at an ad in the old-fashioned newspaper or online at the job board. Okay, so what you're talking about here is almost creating value that the the candidate can perceive that makes them say, hey, this is somewhere that I want to be and be able to capitalize on this. I know a lot of employers... Uh, or high-level companies and knowledge companies uh, put white papers yeah. on their websites and hey, here's something that our groups are working on. Wouldn't you like to be a part of this? I guess is the implication. You got it, and that's content, and that's going to look different for for each individual organization. Absolutely, and, and you're exactly right. White papers are a good way. Others might need to be more creative. For example, uh, here in our own neck of the woods, Lake County, Florida, which is just a little bit north of Orlando, 
the Lake County school system has gone with the Star Wars theme. Okay. okay. You mean da-da-da-da. You got not, it. Oh, not the theme itself, though. And, and, and a galaxy far, far away. Not <laughs> not the theme, what but are they, the theme. What, are they, what are they doing with Star Wars to, so, to build that brand awareness? So what they're doing is they're, they're trying to attract recent college graduates or those who are about to graduate college to come to work in their school system. Now, you know here in Florida there are a lot of school systems that really need teachers because we're a growing state. Absolutely. And Lake County is one of them, okay? And they're they're a little bit – it's certainly not rural, but they're not in the metropolitan Orlando area. So they maybe have a little bit more of an uphill battle. So their branding is everything they do when they go to these job fairs is Star Wars theme. Now, I don't know that that works for everybody, but I know there are a lot of Star Wars fans out there. It's and true. if nothing else, it keeps it top of mind. Top of mind. You're standing out from the competition. You could go to any other school district in Florida, but right. why not go to Lake County where you know that they're fun, they have maybe some of the same interests that you have. Right, and you can dress as a Jedi while you teach. <laughs> I don't know if they encourage that, but they might. What else What else can you do? What else should you be thinking about? Sure. Well, I think another thing that Dr. Fairmont, if he were here, he would tell us to look at cultivating and not only building but protecting the reputation of the brand of the organization's reputation Uh, now you and I both know that there are all sorts of websites out there so anyone can go out there and post a review positive or negative and post a salary whether it's accurate or not of any organization so what should the organization do to to combat that to make sure that they're addressing especially negative publicity that comes from you know, maybe a disgruntled former employee or maybe somebody who didn't have a good applicant experience or whatever. What should we do? Right. So one thing that they can do is start by simply just monitoring. Okay. Now, is it possible to monitor 100% of the internet? No. But monitor what you can. Identify for your organization, for your industry, where are the big sites? Okay. Uh, You know, so for example, we work in higher education. So somebody that's disgruntled about working at a college may go to the Chronicle of Higher Ed or HigherEdJobs.com, something like that. That's particular to our industry. So if we were uh, here and Dr. Fairmont were advising us, uh, or I should say if Dr. Fairmont were here and he were advising us, he might say, hey, monitor all those higher ed websites. That may be where people are posting negative comments and on most of the some of those anyway you can respond just like a restaurant might respond on yelp or uh travelocity or TripAdvisor or something like that and say hey thanks for the feedback but you know you got this wrong or this is the current salary or we know you were disgruntled and we wish things could have worked out or whatever but let's put a real spin on it so that the people reading this don't think this is the true story you got it and i've I've seen that happen on TripAdvisor a lot with with hotels and condos and i think that's very appropriate to the hr function is you know we can't respond to every single negative comment but if if there's just an egregious lie or what you believe to be uh fiction you know made up information respond to it fact check it fact check it yeah talk about the positives we are we you know we apologize that you had a bad applicant experience we have taken blank blank and blank measures to to rectify the situation or, or whatever and again you can't respond to every single comment 
but you can do your best to hit those that maybe would have the most oomph, the most impact. Okay, that sounds fair. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up for today. I think we're out of time. And uh, the next time we have our podcast, I think we're going to be talking about flu vaccines at Mm. work. I need to get mine. It's a good idea. And we'll talk about whether it's a good idea to mandate it at your workplace Mm. or not. So that's coming up. If you have a topic you'd like Dr. Clayton and I to discuss, or maybe Dr. Fairmont if he ever turns up, we'd love for you to email us. Uh, you can email russell.clayton at stleo.edu or jonathan.shoemaker at stleo.edu. And we'd like to say thanks to St. Leo University and the Donald R. Tapia School of Business. Of course, our sound engineer, Sean Gibbons. And thanks to bensounds.com for our intro and outro music. And folks, if you see Dr. Fairmont, please tell him that we're looking for him. Please tell him. <laughs>